Imagine if you could sit down at your desk in the morning, piping hot coffee in hand, you could pop open your laptop, double click on a document on your desktop that says life plan, so you could check on what's happening this week, this month, or even this year. Well, I wanna help you create that plan. Let's spend five days together making a roadmap for your future so that you can live all the rest of your days on purpose. Yes, you can own the future that's coming your way. The five-day Own Your Future Challenge is absolutely free to join, and I've got a spot with your name on it. Don't let another week, month, year, or even decade pass you by without owning the vision for who you want to become and the impact you want to make while you're alive. This is five free days of learning from incredible world leaders, helping you to uncover who you truly are and leading you to craft a roadmap and set goals aligned with the future meant for you. This is important. Join me and other amazing global leaders and experts to help you own your future starting May 11th. You can join right now for free at jennaschallenge.com. That's jennaschallenge.com for the five-day Own Your Future Challenge. I can't wait to see you there. You're listening to The Gold Digger Podcast, episode number 106. Today, I am hanging out with my main squeeze, my assistant, or the brand manager. You'll hear all about what we think of titles in this show, but I'm going to be talking with Caitlin, who you've likely encountered if you've ever contacted our business. Now, Caitlin has been with me for well over a year, and we did our last show together a year ago, and it's been so incredible to take some time and sit down with her to really talk about how the brand has changed, how her position has changed, how the team has changed, yet the mission has remained the same. And so today's show is really going to encourage you if you are a solopreneur doing it all on your own and thinking about growing a team, or if you work on a team and you're maybe not feeling fully fulfilled in your position right now, I hope that this inspires you to see the potential of what it can look like to pivot and transition roles. And so today I'm hanging out with with Caitlin, and you guys get to meet the lady behind a lot of what I can do. You're listening to the Gold Digger Podcast with Jenna Kutcher, the live workshop style business podcast for creative girl bosses. So you can train from the experts how to dig in, do the work, and tackle your goals along the way. Here's your host, photographer, educator, artist, and mac and cheese lover, Jenna Kutcher. Who are we fooling? You hate ads, right? It's like, just give me the content and stop trying to sell me on another thing. Guess what? I heard you loud and clear, so loud and clear that I'm doing something totally radical and I'm letting go of all of my sponsorships. Now, I might be crazy, but bear with me because when I started this show, the Gold Digger Podcast, it was all about impacting people with the best free education out there. And so to align with my mission, this show is not sponsored anymore. But it is brought to you by our free Pinterest resource, The Ultimate Pinterest Guide. That's right. It's entirely free and a full seven-page guide to help you crack the code on Pinterest. Just get your hands on it by going to www.jkpinterest.com and snag it. That's right. Another free resource made especially for you at jkpinterest.com. Enjoy. Now, let's get to the good stuff. Are you guys ready? Hey, Caitlin. Welcome to the show. 
Thank you. I'm so excited to have you. So we talked all about this on episode number seven at the beginning of all of this, but let's talk a little bit about your journey within the team, what it looks like to work for this crazy boss lady that you have (laughs) and kind of, you know, where you're at with things. Yeah. Well, okay. So last time I was on the podcast, I talked all about selling my business and I think we announced I was joining the team mm-hmm. full time on that episode. And that was a year ago, which is crazy. crazy. Right? And so I remember specifically that time because you and I were getting pedicures. I think it was for my birthday. I'm not sure, but we were talking about business and I was telling you I needed a new title. Do you remember yes. this conversation? <laughs> I do. <laughs> and I was just sharing that the word assistant was bugging me. And we really only use that word because we don't know what to call me. You even you introduced me at lunch yesterday and you were like, oh, this, this is, is my, my girl. girl. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and you were like, you can call yourself whatever you want. It doesn't matter to me. But being called an assistant was really bugging me. And I wasn't really sure why. It's my favorite role. I love what I do. But the title just made me cringe. And do you remember what you said to me? Yeah, I was like, why (laughs) are you letting this bother you? Like, you cannot like undermine your value. I was like, no title can sum up what you do. And I think that's the beauty of it. Yeah. Well, and so that hit me. I don't know if you know how much it impacted me, but it just sort of set me on this journey to really think about or dive into why was that bothering me so much. And so it occurred to me that last September, I sold my business, my baby went to kindergarten, my girls were in school full time. And so these roles, the role of business owner and stay at home mom had played such a role in my identity and self worth Mm -hmm. that I was losing those titles. And so that I think that was really at the core of what was bothering me. I had spent the last eight years with my girls while building a business. And this was just a major adjustment. And I don't think I had a clear picture or at least like words to it about who I was without those titles. Mm -hmm. And so suddenly my days weren't consumed with nap times and building a business. And so I think I was also adjusting to a boss Mm -hmm. at the same time. I hadn't had a boss in a decade. And granted, it's hard to even say that because you're the most flexible, gracious, (laughs) you know, loving boss of all time, but it's still an adjustment, right? And so I think this transition and change, I think a lot of entrepreneurs and small business owners, I think it's a good message for them to not wrap themselves in this title. And maybe some people are going through it. I went through whether they're sending kids off to school or leaving their full-time job or, or whatever that change might be. Looking at core values or who you are as a person, not related to what you do or what relationship you hold is really important because things change your circumstances change and the things that matter, no matter what your circumstance are, that those aren't going to change when you're 80 or when your job changes or when you become a mom or when your kids go off to college, those things are really what your focus should be in your life and in your business too. Mm -hmm. And I think, I mean, we've talked a lot about titles because I think our society like that is how we present worth you know if you meet like an executive or CEO it sounds so formal and your level of respect might be impacted just by that title alone and Drew always gets so mad at me if I meet someone new and they ask what I do and I say oh I'm a photographer or I'm a blogger and he's like that does not even like scratch the surface of what you do but a lot of times I feel like if you try to explain it then 
you have to go on this whole tangent and getting really clear about how you can communicate, like how you show up in the world, Mm -hmm. I think is so much more beneficial than titles. But I think, you know, the world has taught us to really look at titles and not core values. So how have you kind of in the last year gone through the process of identifying what your core values are or what they mean to you or what they look like in your life? Well, I think this is an ongoing journey, to be honest, but inherently you have an initial idea of what they're going to be. When when you answer the questions, what do you value? What gifts do you bring to the world? What makes you unique? What's going to matter? I love the question. What's going to matter to you when you're 80? And the answers are really going to be what those core values, they're going to be at the center of what that is. We were talking about this yesterday, but one of mine is teaching and like ongoing learning. And that value has really lived out in my role over the last year on this team, engaging with students and building courses and just ongoing learning and sharing that knowledge, whether it's a blog post or a course. So that's been one aha moment to me in terms of a value, core value that now shapes that in my life. Absolutely. And I think what's so cool about that core value about you is that now that we understand that it can also kind of shape your role on the team. Mm -hmm. And I think that that has helped us transition. And I think a lot of times we're so even unaware of what our gifts or what we like love are because we never take the time to slow down and ask ourselves those questions. Yeah. And so once we like discovered that it was like, well, duh, like let's do this. So I know, you know, with the team that is constantly growing, it feels how has it looked in terms of your role? You started as my one and only, and mm-hmm. now we're kind of expanding and growing. So what does it look like in terms of training and how does that feel? Yeah, no, I think that that's part of this realization of loving to teach because when we brought Kate on, oh my gosh, that first week was so much fun for me. I think we were voice texting and you, you even said, you came back, you're like, you're the happiest I've heard you in so long Mm -hmm. because it was so joyful for me to share our workflows and get her set up correctly. And oh my gosh, it was so much fun. I loved that. So when I focus on that value of teaching and the influence I have in my role in this company. It just feels really purposeful. And so it brought so much satisfaction in the job that I was doing. And honestly, when I look back, like this was there all along. I love that book, A Million Little Ways. You had Emily Freeman on, the author of that book. And and she talks about looking back at what you love to do as a kid and and your whole life. And so I think that these values are present every day. It's just owning them and recognizing them and building them into what you do in your career too. So like for me, raising girls, teaching them is one of my favorite roles, coaching soccer, teaching people through the courses, whether it's training Kate on our team, like this value is so ingrained in everyday life, personal and professional. That's just been such, such a leading value of mine. I love that. So since we last recorded an episode together, the team has definitely grown and transitioned. We have added three, four people and, you know, even changed up contractors and kind of who we're working with every day. And I feel like we went from you and I heads together, Mm -hmm. figuring this out to expansion. And 
what I relate to this, if you guys haven't listened to episode number seven, is Caitlin approached me three different times before I even gave her a chance. And now that's probably going to increase all of our inbox. Oh, <laughs> like, yeah. Right. We're going to be like, Encouraging I just need to keep yeah. But the truth was, is at that time, I just wasn't, I wasn't ready and I should have been ready, but my grip was just so tight on control because this was my baby and I had built it and I had built this web of lies along with that, believing that like only I can do these things. Only I can respond to emails. Only I can blog the content. Only I can create. And in that I was almost trapped within my own business. So what has it been like for you? Because I feel like it's almost been a parallel journey as we've decided to expand and grow and have new people on the team and, and make an actual team. Mm-hmm. I love to say you teach what you need to learn. I don't remember where I heard it, but it's true. I mean, I am the queen of telling you, you need to outsource, you need to let go, you need to free yourself up in the business. But then when Jenna came to me and was like, we need to clear your plate, we need to send this to this person and this to this person and free you up. I was resistant. I, I love everything that I do. And so letting it go was difficult for me. It struggled more in the beginning with contracted help. Mm-hmm. But I think similar to you, once we did a little piece and then another little piece, you do get addicted to it. Like you, you see the potential and the value it brings when you freed up to do really the work that you're meant to and you're stronger in. It's just so powerful. And so by the time we made the decision to bring Kate and Danielle on, I was fully, fully ready for that. But at first I was split for sure. Absolutely. Well, and I think it's fair because, you know, once you start to grow, people kind of settle into roles. So it was like you and I, we had our thing. And then the thought Mm -hmm. of like throwing more people in is almost overwhelming because it, for me as an entrepreneur, I knew that we were like at our bandwidth, like we were both stretched. We were both stressed and it wasn't Mm -hmm. bad by any means. just what our new normal was. And as we started to grow all of these things that were separate from each other, it was like our brains were compartmentalized in a way that wasn't really efficient. It wasn't productive. And we couldn't, again, like see the bigger picture. I think that a lot of times entrepreneurs put their heads down into the work, which is a beautiful thing to do in seasons. But Mm -hmm. if you aren't really that ship. And if you're not really putting your head up to say, where are we going? Then you just kind of fall back into that minutia. And, you know, I feel like, you know, as we kind of decided, like we've got to expand, we've got to grow. I know that we can do these things, but is that where our time is best spent? I think that what is exciting is now we can confidently say yes. So when you have the time to dream and grow, like, are mm-hmm. you doing everything or are you doing the things that are the right things for you? So what happened for you when we started to kind of delegate more and take things off of your plate? It got me out of the what needs to get done today and more into the what what could or should we be doing, like the bigger picture things. Like just as an example, this summer, we built a course in a month because I was able to focus mm-hmm. on that. And I was taken out of the the day to day that of running the business. So big things start to happen, I feel like and whether you're the business owner or part of the team, like if you're freed up to work on a project and dive into it, you make those bigger goals and those big projects that 
previously, I had started this course. I'm talking about the Pinterest lab five years ago and being freed up and encouraged uh, another one of, and we can talk about this in a minute, but the core values of Jenna's brand is taking action and done is better than perfect. And so you challenge me every day to do that. And I think that, I think I've come a far way. We've talked oh, about this far too. Away. <laughs> I've come, this is a value I hold, but living it out is, is something I'm learning and growing in for sure. And need to be held accountable, which Donna definitely does for me. But building a course in a month that I started five years ago is just proof that when you're freed up, you can focus on those things and, it's been awesome. It's been so awesome to have that done and out in the world. So I think too, what's so exciting about that is I remember the first time I met with Caitlin, we were sitting at a coffee shop, one that we still frequent mm-hmm. and, you know, understanding she had asked me, she said, well, how much is, how much traffic is Pinterest driving? And I was like, what do you mean? I was like, <laughs> I pin recipes on that sucker. Like, I don't yeah. know what you're talking about. And I told her, I said, if you can get me results, I am open to creating something. And I think something that's been a really core value for me in the expansion of our team is creating a team culture where if if you're passionate about something and you can show that it can work like I am behind it 110% and mm-hmm. my goal is to have every person on my team have stake in the game in the sense of creation and and being encouraged to create and and if it's aligned in a way and if it makes sense like I'm excited if you're excited and I think what was so cool about that whole process is I gave Caitlin a really hard deadline and I remember mm-hmm. her she voiced <laughs> back and she said, I'm having a heart attack, but I'm willing to give it a try. And something that I am excited about within our business is that we stick to deadlines. And I think that what it is, is a lot of times if you give yourself the space to overthink or to um, keep creating or to recreate, you're not actually putting out a better product. I think a lot of times when we have that pressure cooker on us, in a sense, we are forced to really get down to it and to, you know, put our nose to the grindstone or whatever that is. Mm-hmm. And so it's been, it's been so exciting to watch you adapt to taking action and it, and it yeah. still looks different than the way that I do it, but holy mama, like you, <laughs> it has been, it has been a really cool thing to see because I think a lot of times um, within all of us, we want to second guess ourselves. And I think that if we're holding back our best work and holding back content that can change, like that's not serving the world in the way that we should. Absolutely. And when I am given time, you're absolutely right. It looks different, but the original, if we had just run with, with what was created, it's, it's done and it's may not be perfect in my mind, but it's in the world, you know? And, and, and yeah, that's, that's just something I've learned big time this year. And that we can always change things. Yeah, absolutely. We like love to put like finality on things that aren't final because we have the autonomy to change, which is so cool. So what has happened or like, I want to hear in your words and I'm going to like be quiet. What has happened in the last year? Like we have grown astronomically in terms of the podcast and the courses and creating a mastermind and Mm -hmm. just, I mean, literally there has been this colossal shift. I want to hear in your words. I'm literally might mute myself so that I cannot talk. (laughs) (laughs) We talk over each other. Yeah. So I get asked this question actually a lot. Like, what does it look like? What does your day-to-day look like? What is it? 
look like working for Jenna. And honestly, the job I started over a year ago looks absolutely nothing like what we're doing today because the business has changed that much. I, I literally do almost nothing the same day to day. And to me, that's so exciting that, that we can pivot and change. And, and Jenna's the queen of having these light bulb moments and big new ideas and then wanting to run with them. Like literally, I love to tell the story. Like I was starting my day. I had it all planned. I was going to submit some weddings to a blog. I was going to write a blog post. I had, and you voice texted me from the shower and said, I think I want to start a podcast. And I voice texted you back. I think that that is an amazing idea. I think you would be so good at it. And in an hour, I had an email saying, this is what I think we should do. These are the action steps, like a plan ready to go and run. And the day changed and the focus changed. And that's what we are running and working with. And so, but the piece that doesn't change is those core values. Like we still stand by those. So like, that's why it's not, well, my role is different. The strengths and the type of work I bring to the team doesn't change because the projects have changed. You know what I mean? They we're still focusing on the same goals and the same objectives and what we're putting out into the world as a business. Excuse the interruption. I know you are enjoying this content and your brain feels like it might explode. And so I wanted to drop in and remind you of our totally free resource created with you in mind. If you're only on Pinterest pinning recipes, fashion inspo, and home decor, it is time to up-level your pinning game and get more Pintentional with your strategy. This show isn't brought to you by a sponsor, and I'm sparing you on the ads, but it is made possible by our free Ultimate Guide to Pinterest, and I want you to get your hands on it. Cool? So hop on over to jkpinterest.com, grab your copy, and start rocking Pinterest with intention today. Hit pause, go get your guide, and then we can jump right back into today's show. I'll see you over at jkpinterest.com. Now back to the good stuff. Absolutely. I think what has been fun is just growing and like kind of growing roles with that. And I, Mm -hmm. I think a lot of times in businesses, we feel like we're on this like linear path. And if we get off of it, we're going to either be like thrown to the wolves or it's just not going to work. And I think what has been cool is like we've dabbled in so many things. And Mm -hmm. I think that it's really given us a better understanding for like where we should be and what makes sense and what feels good. So because we're talking all about like action and applying it and, you know, this is a lot of what the podcast is about How do you think like your personal core values can affect a business's core values and why should this impact people that are listening? Yeah, I think identifying your core values for yourself first and then applying to your business, it's going to impact so many different pieces of your business when you are focused on those things. It's going to impact who you hire on your team, who you choose to work with. It's going to affect who you attract to your business because your messaging is going to be all around those values. And so you're going to speak into the lives of the people who have those same values. And so if you're not hiring a team, if you're just working with freelance employees, or if you're joining a business as a team member, those same values being in alignment are going to hugely impact job satisfaction and attracting the right people 
no matter who's working with you in your business. And another reason it creates a sense of purpose for your team. So it shows where you're going, keeps everybody on the same page and, and it helps direct that focus so that people are working towards the same goals and projects and saying yes to the right things and the big decisions in the business. Absolutely. I think that what has been most exciting as somebody who literally had no team and now has like a full girl boss team yeah, is just watching our culture evolve and me feeling like I'm in the driver's seat of like creating this culture and leading that way. And I think I didn't ever feel that ownership until we expanded in the sense of you know, like I have this like group of women helping me further my message while also like helping them grow independently. And like, how can we instill values? Like, you know, there has to be a shutdown time and there has to be mm-hmm. time of rest and there has to be time for self-care. And, and as a leader, it is my responsibility to not just tell you these things, but to live them out. And I think that that can sometimes be the best permission giver than just saying like, Hey, everyone on the team, should make sure like you're exercising every day. Like, you know, most people would say, well, like if you're not doing it, why would I do it? And so I think what's been so fun is kind of taking ownership in creating a culture and what that looks like and what we value. So I want to know, like, and I have, I don't know what your response is. So what would you say are the core values of our team? Yeah. So I think anyone listening or who is engaged with Jenna's brand would be able to answer this. And you're right, we have not previously talked about this. But I think because you live it, like you said, you live it out so well. And these five, I came up with five myself, Jenna's might be different. But I think they're going to be close because you live them out so well. And they're, they are ingrained in everything that's written on the website or lived out in your life or written in an Instagram caption or told as a story or it comes into contact with you in real life. Okay, so these are the five. Pursue growth and learning, which I see in the courses and the teaching that you do, all of the free teaching that you do online to entrepreneurs. The second is, we talked about this, taking action and done is better than perfect. And working from a place of rest, which you definitely live by example for and model. This one I need to shorten, but if it's not in your sweet spot, find someone else to do it or outsource it and working only on those things that are your strengths and passions and then working smarter, not harder, because a huge part of what we're doing right now is building in efficiency and not creating new work, but making things better that we've done, I guess. What do you think? Absolutely. I think that's like, I think, yeah, I think that's like great on it. And I think what is cool is you can look at this within like the work that we're doing, but also within the way that we're working as a team. So like pursuing growth and learning, like I want everyone on my team to be taking courses mm-hmm. or to be attending workshops that help them do their role better. And I'm willing to pay for that because I believe that if you can have a team that feels like they're learning and that they're being stretched and inspired. Like that's amazing. And you know, done is better than perfect. Like taking action. Like I want my team 
to have the autonomy to make decisions and take action in the way that they think I would or the best way for the brand. And sometimes it's not always perfect and that's okay. I think it's better to course correct than to direct. And I think that what's beautiful in that is, is telling people like, go for it. Like you put it together and and we'll make sure it's right. But if you're constantly having people go to you to get a yes or a no or to gain approval or permission, I think you're always going to be the missing piece if you're not constantly present. And I don't I don't want to be constantly present for my business. I want to be constantly present in my life. So mm-hmm. I think what's also cool is just really you know, working from a place of rest. And, you know, what was so cool with Caitlin this summer was we launched her project while she was like on a week off where she literally had no cell service. And, and I wanted her to have that time of disconnection with her family. Um, and to like, trust that, you know, her baby was being cared for. And I think that, you know, really honoring that time and taking it without guilt, without judgment for yourself. It's something that a lot of us need to work on because Mm -hmm. resting is just as hard as being busy. And, and then of course I love, like, we're really just working constantly towards figuring out like, what is our sweet spot? Where, where are we serving best? Where are we moving the bottom line? And if, if we're not in alignment with that, then how can we either get help or create a system or automate or remove that piece from our puzzle, which I love. Mm -hmm. So I think, I mean, do you think, do you feel like what your personal values are? Is that aligned? Are they different? Are they the same from the business? They're either directly in line or they're things that I value that I'm growing in. Like we talked about the done Mm -hmm. is better than perfect. Like that is something I very much value and admire in you and would previously say that that was not a strong spot in me, but it's it goes to the growth part and getting better at that. So not saying like you have to be an expert in all of the values, but is it important to you? Mm -hmm. So yeah, absolutely. absolutely. And I think too, what's been kind of cool is we've been really focusing on mindset Mm -hmm. and like kind of being, having more honest conversations about, about where we're at and like working as a group in that sense. So like, what has that transformation look like for you? Yeah, I think, Focusing on the influence. So these values were always there, but focusing on them and the influence I'm making with them in this world versus the title. Like that was the shift for me. That was the, that was the difference between being bothered and upset about a title and struggling with change too. Like I would have told you that in the past I struggle with change and now I embrace it. Now I recognize that while it's uncomfortable and difficult, that when you're feeling that way, you're growing and it's on the cusp of something big, something big is coming. And so in the last year, I think that that has been something that has been a huge growth spot for me on this team. Absolutely. I just, I like, sometimes I pinch myself because I'm like, think about how different life was. And I think what's so interesting is now I can so freely talk about like my team, my team, my Mm -hmm. team, but like people, you guys have to understand that a little over a year ago, I legitimately was a, a solo show and, and looking at the things that we have accomplished in this past year, there is absolutely no way I could have done them on my own. And so 
what's beautiful about it and and what I often think about and challenge myself in my thinking is like what is my grasp on is it on control is it on money or am I reaching for more time and and I think what is cool is to see that within you and we weren't planning on talking about this but Mm -hmm. what I think is really neat is even yesterday Caitlin was like I hired a cleaning lady and she's like in the past (laughs) I totally thought that was like something pretentious and whatever but but she's like I value my time so much that if I can not spend a Sunday cleaning the entire house, preparing for the week and be Mm -hmm. more present with my family, it's worth every penny. And, and what I think is so cool about that is you have to shift your mindset so much and it's uncomfortable and it's hard and it's really, really challenging. But when you can start to ask yourself, what do I value more? Is it a hundred dollars that I'm going to pay to have somebody take 30 hours of work off of my plate? Or do I value that hundred dollars so much that I'm going to work myself to the bone and not even be able to spend it and enjoy it? And I think that it's that ability to let go so that your hands can be open to so much more. And I think that we as a group have really just looked at like, what does my best life look like? And, and what sacrifices or decisions do I have to make in order to show up that way? Yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely. It's so cool. So when we talk about different values and really just figuring out what that alignment looks like as a team, as a mission statement, as a business, where do you think people can kind of weave this focus on values within a business? Well, so first it's going to be anywhere you write online, anywhere anything's written about your business, right? So it's going to be on your website. It's going to be in your social media captions. It's going to be in your emails. It's going to be in the language you use when you talk to people. It's going to direct your goal setting. If you're hiring, whether it's a team member or just partnering with someone, you're going to be looking at those things when you're hiring people. And I think just overall, it's how people feel when they interact with your business. And you talk about this all the time when we talk about brand, creating a brand, that it's not a logo or a color, that it's the experience people create. And I think that that's something we say a lot, but like tangibly, how does that live out in your business? And I think it is looking at these values and just integrating them into every single interaction anybody is going to come into contact with you on and that that starts to shape that experience and that brand that is deeper than how it looks. Absolutely. I love that. And, and I think what we have worked together on in such a beautiful way is, is creating that experience while not creating more work for ourselves. Like we want to lead that personable business, but at the same time, we know that our, our time and energy is not best spent spending two hours in an inbox or Mm -hmm. saying yes to everything. And so what are you excited about in the new year? Like what pumps you up? What are you looking forward to? Inquiring minds want to know. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, there's a few things. So the first, I've always been excited about driving traffic to a site and reporting on that. So like digging into Google Analytics, where are people coming? What are they doing when they get there? How are we, Mm -hmm. how are we converting that traffic and getting people on an email list to serve them? How does that big picture look? And I've always done a good job being self-taught in this, whether it's SEO or Pinterest, 
just driving traffic and writing blog posts and things like that. And what I'm most excited about is having that be a main focus and not just, um, not just getting by in it, but thriving in it. And whether it's taking a course and having that be such a main focus that it's something I can really dig into more. So that's one. And then any new courses on the horizon that we're going to be working towards is another that I just get super excited excited. about. Yeah. I'm not going to share any more than that, but that piece of next year, we talked about a lot yesterday when we were together that, that is super, super exciting to me. It is. And I think what is really cool is, and I I want to tell a little bit of what I've, I've seen in terms of one year difference is Caitlin, I don't think you were ever timid. I think you would sometimes get so in your head that you would silence yourself. Mm -hmm. And I feel like in the last year you have really just started to learn to like trust your intuition and to silence those voices in your mind. And I think that that's something we all do. And some of us just hide it better than others, but you know, there's always that inner dialogue. And I think what has been really cool in the expansion of the team is seeing you take ownership because you've earned it. You've worked towards it. You know it. And having that leading, leading ability in the sense of, I want my team to feel ownership. I want them to feel like they're not working for me, but they're working with me. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that relationship has changed in a really cool way. And what's so funny and, and interesting to look at is, you know, when Caitlin came on, her main role in the team was, to, well, we didn't have a team. Her main role <laughs> for me was to help me with emails because, I mean, we get probably 100 to 200 emails a day. Mm-hmm. And that was the position. And and looking back, and I, I can still see it now, there are so many times where we can hire somebody for one skill set, but if we never push them out of that or ask them the questions of like, what's firing you up or what are you, what are you looking into in your personal life? Or what are you interested to try? I feel like a lot of times we can have these roles that never transform Mm -hmm. and work can become stagnant and people can become complacent. And I think that we have fought complacency every step of the way because we have continued to evolve. And I think that that is something that is irreplaceable. And I think that it helps us to see even me, I see this all the time, like, where am I thriving? And where am I just surviving? Mm -hmm. Or or what am I dreading? And how do we get rid of that in our lives? And so it's been cool. I challenge you guys to listen to episode seven. And I feel like you can just hear a change even in the way that you speak. So how do you feel today that you can like say is different than what you felt maybe a year ago? I think just having a clearer vision, clearer picture. And to add to what you just said too, like, I don't think everybody works with someone like you, Jenna, and that asks you, what's your love language? What fires you up? What do you want to be working on? And then pushes you towards that. So if you Mm -hmm. are in a position where you don't have that person in your life, it doesn't mean you can't still shape what you want to be working on and what you want. Maybe you need to be the one to bring that to whoever you're working with, if that's your situation. So I would, I would still encourage people to, to, take some time and answer those questions about what you're valuing and what that looks like in your life and pursue that. Mm, Absolutely. I mean, I 
feel so much joy now because, I mean, I was just telling you, like I was looking at my calendar next week and I literally have not a single thing on it. Mm -hmm. And those are my all-time favorite weeks because those are the weeks where I get to create And I feel like I never gave myself space like that before. And I feel like I am now creating my best work because I'm freed up to do that. And what is just so incredible about asking for help and getting comfortable in that is that the more that you do it, the easier it becomes. Mm -hmm. And the more that you exercise that part of, you know, saying like, I can't do this or I can, and I choose not to, because it's not the right fit for me. There are so many things in our lives that we're holding on to because we can do them, but it doesn't mean that we should be doing them. So what is your favorite part of your day? Or like, what roles do you love the most? Like, are you excited to see like I'm excited to see when I have an empty calendar. <laughs> Gosh, good question. This is like a job interview, but yeah. like you're already working for right. me. So I just get all the inside info. <laughs> <laughs> I love that every day is different. I love the creation process as well, not to copy you, but like when we are in creation mode and when we've done the work to batch work things ahead, which we were doing yesterday. So the day-to-day things that go in the business, when we batch that and work it ahead to free us up to be in a place to create and to dig into something else, those freed up times, I think are my favorite when we're when we're able to really dream and grow and create something new. Agreed. Agreed. I am just so thankful. I hope that anyone that's listening, if you are flying solo in your dreams, or if you just simply have a dream and not a business yet, I hope that this encourages you to let you know that like you can take other people on the journey with you and it will look different for everyone. And I just... My biggest wish for people out there is to value your time because it's something you can't get back. You can earn more money. um, You can make back money you're spending, but you cannot get back your time. And so I wish the world could feel how we feel and how I feel waking up being excited what we're about to do, knowing the impact of what we're about to do, and knowing how we are showing up in the world in a way that makes a difference. So thank you for doing that in my life. I'm so excited. (laughs) I hope that everyone gets a chance to meet you. If you've ever emailed, you've likely spoken with the incredible Caitlin and just know how much you have blessed me. Love you. Love you too. (laughs) Yay, gold diggers. Go out and dig those goals, peeps. Thanks for listening to Gold Digger. Dive into show notes for this episode and all past episodes at www.golddiggerpodcast.com. Thanks for listening and we'll see you next time. You gold digging dream chaser, you.